June 29, 2020, it's the Life of Pedro Show.
Live from Pedro Show. Happy Monday. Last Monday, June. Soon, July. And uh, Brother Matt still in quarantine mode. So uh, he's three miles south of the Love Grotto. Pleasure point. But thank you to the uh, software engineers in uh, Estonia with their Skype invention. I'm not man alone. I got uh, Borel and Gabor in Budapest from uh, Project Daywalker. Hi there. Yeah. Hi there. Welcome Thanks aboard. for having us. <laughs> Welcome aboard. Uh, we started the show off with Joe, John Coldrain doing uh, Live at the Showboat, Philly, 1963, up against the wall. You could hear something happened with the tape recorder. You, can you imagine in 1963? You didn't bring a cassette recorder, okay? So, But they got it back together, and you hear most of the two. And then we had uh, the first part of the Project Daywalker uh, Proj, and it was called Brittle Bones. I guess the whole baby's called, well, we'll get into that later. First, I want to go through uh, Bora and uh, Gabor, your your music journeys. Uh, so who mm-hmm. wants to go first? Well, I, I, I go first. That's uh, you, Gabor. And then we, we now, discussed that we will translate uh, for Barney because uh, his English is not that good at this point. Yeah, but if you, imp- listen, if you go first, why do you have to worry about that? Yeah, <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> we'll get to it. And I bet you his English is a little better than you might think. Anyway, you're there to help, and it's beautiful. Gabor, your earliest musical memory? Well, it has to be uh, one of my father's Queen albums, um, possibly Life Killers, um, because as soon as I figured how to play a record uh, on the old good LP uh, players, then I, I started to listen to my father's records when he was not at home, because... I was banned from all his record collection uh, normally because obviously as a, as a child you would scratch them and everything. And uh, so I started off with Queen and possibly moved on towards uh, Deep Purple and the Beatles and then Bowie later. Now, if you did scratch records, didn't he fucking find out? <laughs> well, he, he was he was an avid collector. Um, no, what he was I'm a, saying is if he was afraid of you scratching the records... And you might have accidentally scratched him. When he went to play him, did he notice? Never noticed. Ah, but you're, you're I, I, I took the risk. How, anyway. old, how old were you? I was between six and eight. I can't remember exactly, but you have to remember this was under the communist regime in '86 uh, in Hungary. So we, we threw that all away uh, around 90, 89, 90. And uh, you couldn't really travel freely uh, in that time. And my father had the luck uh, to be an ice hockey player which uh, was later my duty as well. But uh, he traveled more because he was allowed to visit uh, foreign games and everything. And his uh, money was, his per diem was spent all on records. So he bought these back and we, so I could listen to them and learn English from them. Okay, what about musical instruments? I tried blues harp when I was 16. No, I mean, in the house that you grew up there, was it in Budapest? Yes, okay. it was all, always Budapest. Okay, was there any instruments? Your pop was a listener, but was he a player too? No. We don't have this talent in the whole family. My, my mother, uh, she played the piano, and we had one at her old place, at my grandma's. And I tried to play that, and I wanted to play it uh, later on. I wanted to, uh, you know, uh, take classes. But my father said, no, the guy has to go and play ice hockey. No instruments here. So, yeah, that was my... Uh, what, about, what about at school, Gabor? Um, it wasn't a big thing in Hungary back in the days. So 
I, I was lucky enough to study some German and some other languages. No, no, no. Uh, I'm talking about music. Were you in the choir? But, were you in the school band or stuff like that? You were pretty much restricted for the, from those things. Uh, as far as I understood, uh, they, were, they did not focus on musical education at all. So, like for the hockey team, there was no band playing? No. Okay. Because over here at our schools, like football games and shit like that, they got bands that play. They march in parades. And stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was just curious. Okay, so the first kind of music you, you get into is the harp, the harmonica. Yes. And how did it go? It went pretty badly. Um, <laughs> I mean, I bought um, a C harmonica, and uh, back in the days with no internet, uh, I got some Sonny Boy Williamson records, and... You know, that guy is the master of the harmonica, really. So uh, it wasn't an easy task. A little Walter, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of guys. Believe it or not, I wish Cap Meefart would have played more harp. That guy could fucking cook. Yeah. Well, what I did was, uh, because as I was like 14, I was more getting into my own thing rather rather than my father's records anymore. So I discovered bands like uh, Nick Cave and uh, Lou Reed and The Velvet Underground, John Kale, all these really great musicians, obviously the Stooges and all these things. And Nick Cave... So let me ask you. Yeah. This is probably after the wall came down and things opened up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Way after that. Okay. Okay. So uh, what about the thing where, like, you get in a band after school in the basement or the bedroom or the garage... Well, we started a band uh, just completely randomly. Like, uh, some guy told me that I should sing because uh, I can wail, he said. And I was like, yeah, why not? And I was really hungover at that day, and I almost canceled the first practice. Uh, But they forced me to go. And then uh, we were there, four of us, had no idea what we were doing. And uh, some some guy just said, yeah, play something. And uh, we agreed on... uh, Wanna Be Your Dog, that's an easy song, so let's play that. And uh, I think that was our first real good song. We played it on gigs. And um, I'm, I'm, curious. I enjoyed... I'm curious, how did, there was four of you. How, one guy asked you to sing, but how did how did everybody meet? Um, just, yeah, in pubs, mostly, um, through work. So we were like, we knew each other, uh, and the other guy knew one other guy. And then we just got together completely randomly. Then how did you know? Well, this one guy, I don't know what he played, but he asked you to sing. What did he play? He played the bass. Okay, the bass man. So there was a guitar and a drum? Yes. How did they know? Were they already doing it? Yeah, well, they they played in bands before. Uh, The drummer had a a big hiatus. And uh, the guitar players, um, he was practicing in his bedroom. And... um, some guy knew that he's doing his thing, and then, well, most of them were metalheads. You have to realize that I was the only only person who was who had any aspiration to to write singing uh, chords, like real singing, not just you know howling. Well, what, what, uh, what about what about Cookie Monster? Because <laughs> yeah. maybe that's more modern, more like uh, black metal or something. <laughs> We did actually black metal too. We were experimenting with many of the genres at that time. But, but you know what I'm talking about with the vocal technique. Uh, I destroyed my throat more often than not. But, but there's the high singing like Rob Halford, and then you've got the thing like from, uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. Norway. <laughs> yeah. What? We, 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 we say cookie. over here, we say cookie monster. I understand that reference. Much well, different yeah. than Rob Halford. Rob Halford was actually one of my favorites when I was growing up. I, but you know not what? From... Get this. I saw them when they first played the, if you can imagine, they played the Whiskey A Go Go, their first Hollywood gig. Oh, nice. That, what was but the album? A... The album was called Sad Wings and Destiny. Mm-hmm. And Later on, he had a project called Fight, and uh, he made two albums with that project, and I really loved that. Okay, I think that's when he lived, uh, moved to Arizona. He was in the U.S. then, because uh, for a little time he wasn't with the band, I know. Uh, getting back to your thing, tell me about, uh, did you guys come up with a name? Uh, well, we had shitty names first, because the name wasn't our concern. Mostly it's the other way around, um, like high school bands, they... They are discussing the name way too long, and the band doesn't even start. We did it the other way around. Okay. So, what about the material? Did you uh, copy off records, or did you guys start writing your own material right away? No, we had to. We had to cover songs first. Okay. Um, and then, I think that happened in one of the band practices that I sat down uh, while they were tuning up, and I just wrote uh, a, a short song called "Pig Vomit." Pig and, vomit. Um, Pig vomit. Okay, what, yeah. was the, what was the first gig like? Oh, it was it was not not the best experience I ever had in my life. <laughs> but tell me about it. Well, it not was, many people showed up, obviously. Okay. And uh, mostly drunk already, and um, that was these classic little uh, basement stories when um, the mic doesn't work and you get all the feedback and there is no real technical background at all and uh, so the backline was really poor but yeah we we did a, a big noise and i believe that's when i sent you the last song which was the improv of uh, wanna be your dog that was from the first gig yes ah yeah i played it on the on the show i thought yes. that was pretty good that's a great yes. way to make a debut look i want to play uh, the second part of your daywalker Prodge. Uh, it's called leap of faith Yeah. 
programa que, que diga sobre el verano que está increíblemente caluroso y el pico en Hamburgo que normalmente no es el G20 fue una mierda por la policía agradable porque no había autos en el barrio y un interesante con muchas weas que pasaron aparte eso fue bastante entretenido y el verano hasta el momento bien
show we heard leap of faith from project daywalker made out of budapest then oboe uh forenza bit in italy and they actually had me uh guest on this it's called w-i-t-j oboe not the instrument i think it's an acronym and my after that another day gone by up in the city she's uh, getting songs ready for a new record and i said fuck why not the demo? You know, anything. Music's music. 
not even genre, man, not even the way it comes, you know, it's, it's it sounds, so I'm interested. Uh, D. Tiberio after that, Jeffy, brand new, Jeffy needs a hug. Mocha, uh, out of Barcelona with uh, Milo, uh, they say Milo, huh? Uh, Verano, Mocha's side project, uh, Familia. Uh, Miranda. Then Thirst got a new album coming out. Here's a tune called Hashish. I thought it was a cover of the Hawkwind tune, but it ain't. Uh, project Daywalker, after that, with the third part of their big piece called Transistor. And now we're going to go with uh, Boris' journey through music. So, so, uh, maybe ask him in Hungarian, please, uh, Gabor. Yeah. Uh, first musical recollection. Remember, there's no wrong answer. Tehát mi volt az első zenei élményed, ami bármihez köthető? Az első barátnőm a kezemben nyomta az Erasmus-től a Geta Grip albumot. Az volt a legelső, ami elindított ezen az úton. Aztán jött a Seattle Roham, Nirvana, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, Jam, és akkor ezek tereltek így folyamatosan az zenei útra. Yeah, so in, in a nutshell, he started off with Aerosmith, uh, got the first record from uh, his girlfriend at the time. So his, and then, his, uh, earliest, his earliest memory is getting a record from his girlfriend. So he doesn't, yes. he has no memories like when he was a kid or shit. Gyerekkorodban semmi, emlék. Gyerekkoromban nem, mivel a szüleim nem voltak ilyen nagy zenekedve velük, szóval... Yeah, the parents were not into music, so uh, his whole childhood uh, was spent without any music. Wow, Jesus. <laughs> okay. Yeah, weird. <laughs> Christ. That's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of barren. <laughs> so sorry, I feel bad for you. I mean, like, no music at all? Not even yeah. off the fucking TV? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, you know, and I didn't ask you this, but... Uh, what was the first? Okay, your girlfriend gave you what? A Soundgarden? No, Aerosmith. Aerosmith. Aerosmith bird, and and then we. You have to remember, in the nineties, we just somehow received all the grunge things here. Like Nirvana was really big, and uh, Soundgarden, obviously, Alice in Chains, and then what else? Uh, something like that. Well, yeah, it was, it was that kind of era. That was the trend at the at the moment, right? Yeah. Okay, so. Uh, so what was the first record, Bora, you bought for yourself? Melyik volt az első lemez, amit magadnak megvettél? Alice in Chains-től, az Alice in Chains lemez. Új, ezen most gondolkodnom kellett. Yeah, Alice in Chains. And what about, what about the first gig? First gig you went to? I should ask you this too, Gabor. Mi volt az első koncert, amire elmentél magadtól? Mások koncert. Az egy magyar zenekar volt, a Tangcsabda nevű magyar zenekar. Yeah, Hungarian band uh, called uh, Tangcsabda, which is like a, you know, this trap for a, for a tank. I'm not, not even sure uh, what's, what was going on back in the days, but I was lucky enough um, to skip all this uh, Hungarian metal thing, which <laughs> I don't find very interesting. And uh, when I was 16, I went to a festival called Siget Festival. Oh, yeah, the island. It's the island in the river between uh, Buddha and Yeah, that's where we actually met, when I crawled under a fence and met you guys. And the hip-hop. Well, Stooges, and I think Living Color, I think that's where I met Doug Wimbish. Yeah, it's it's highly possible. I was was pretty uh, drunk at the day. Gabor, let me tell you. 
there was a band during the bad days that we knew about. There was a Hungarian rock band. I think they were, mm-hmm. were they Magma or what was their name? There was kind wow. of a psychedelic ro- uh, rock band out of Hungary in the old days. Believe Wasn't it, it uh, the Galloping Coroners? Because they were really big at one point, and uh, okay. one of my favorites as well. Some of these, they were uh, there was Plastic People of the Universe in the Czech uh, Czechoslovakia, and uh, they, uh-huh. I think they were buddies with these uh, whoever. I can't remember. You know, I was just it was during the sixties, so there was some kind of rock and roll, but I know it was very underground. Yes, uh, it was because it was pretty much banned, you know, yeah, by the course, communist regime. Of course, of course. I heard well, about my it. first first real experience was the Rollins band, as as I told many many times, and I'm I was shocked by the presence of Henry Rollins on stage. Yeah. And uh, but ever I, since I can let's see. Let's get back to Bora. How did yeah. Bora get on the fucking drums? Hogy kezdted dobolni? Volt ez ekkorom gitárosként kezdtem, és én kényszerpálya volt a dob, mivel a dobosunk nem járt próbára, ezért folyamatosan bejutottam a dob mögé, a többiek megmondták, hogy hát ez egész jó, és akkor ott maradtam a dob mögött. Well, he started a band with some buddies, and uh, he started as a guitarist, because that was his dream. And then uh, the drummer guy at the time did not really come to the rehearsals, so he was forced to sit and just, you know, do some rhythm. And uh, the others said, this is pretty good, so just stuck to it. Well, he must have bought a drum set, right? <laughs> yeah, well, but the dobserkot is from the Yeah, yeah. So, actually, he kind of starts drums kind of late in his, you know, like what, teenager? Eighteen. Eighteen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, uh, I mean, it doesn't matter whenever you start is whenever you start. But interesting, he went from guitar to the drums. I actually believe if you can play drums, you can play any instrument because it's all rhythm music, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, Bora felt a talent for drums. I think he was. He said he was most uh, mostly forced to it, but he wanted to play the guitar, and that's why this project was also born. So, uh, as you can hear, every instrument on this record is played by him, because okay. obviously I'm not very good at anything but making noise, and. Uh, this is how it happened. He just sent me a file. He was like, are you interested in uh, writing some lyrics to this? And uh, that's what I did. And we started to meet on a regular basis while the corona was uh, raging on. <laughs> I got news. It still is. Look, we're at the end of the first hour. June 29, 2020. Special guest, Daywalker Project. Project Daywalker. Old time for hour two. June 29, 2020, it's the second hour of the Watford Pedro Show.
I got out of bed with a head full of lead. I had a hangover, a hang, hangover. And when I stood up, I went and you got my guts. It was a hangover, hang, hangover. My eyes are bloodshot and I'm feeling so mean. I'm the sickest thing my bathroom mirror's ever seen. I spent on my head, you know, I wish I was dead. I got a hangover, hang, hangover. Well, I remember last night when I was feeling all right before this hangover, hang, hangover. I was out on my own and I was so far from home. I went out all over, I went all over. I drank in the bars and I drank in the pubs. I drank on the street and in cars and in clubs. I drank all I could and then I took some drugs. Boy, what a hangover. Hey, 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 hey. Hangover, hang, hangover. I never ever felt so bad. Hangover, hang, hangover. It's the worst hangover that I've ever had. Oh,
Walk for Beaver Show start off the second hour with uh, the fourth part of their big piece, Project Daywalker. Watching Henry Rollins play, and Gabor was just saying it was a, a re- revelation. He hadn't seen a gig like that before. Uh, I got to tour with Black Flag, you know, Minuteman and stuff. Yeah. And so I got to see Hank a lot. Great cat. Caustics after that with Touch Nine, brand new project. Kevlar Bikini out of Croatia with Quench. Steve McKay, late great brother Steve McKay. This is when he was in Dublin at Tommy O'Sullivan's pad, and he was uh, gave him a guitar, acoustic guitar, and he. Uh, this is a song. I remember he was trying to sell this song to other people. It was called Hangover, and there it is there. Uh, me and Larry are putting together a thing, and Tommy found that for us. Uh, more late news on that uh, news on that later, and then finally a uh, project Daywalker with tree sick yet still drown. So you, you tell me how this project Daywalker got started, but th- those guys that you played with uh, when you started Gabor, mm-hmm. Bora wasn't in that band, right? No, he wasn't. Not so, he was not on the horizon. Yeah, but uh, I want to know. How did you guys get connected? Um, I think it was... Uh, I started to do all of these noise projects at this point, and uh, they all failed miserably. I sent you some of the songs back in the days, yeah. uh, like the uh, the Invisible Transvestite Prodillion Worship Experience. That yeah. was a weird project, the two-piece as well, but... Later on, it all failed eventually, and um, a work colleague of mine just asked me to come and sing in uh, his metal band. And Barney was uh, playing drums in this band, and uh, it's still going. Oh, it's, it's... okay, okay. That's how. Because it was actually through another guy. You didn't even know Bora was in the band. Okay, okay. So just a circumstance. And then the yes. situation with the COVID-19. Yeah, you had a lot of time on your hands. Okay, so... What was this band called that you, uh, you both were members of? Uh, it's called Mert. Oh, Mert. Okay, you yeah. told me about these guys. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so, and Mert is still going, right? Obviously, yeah. We we are best buddies as well. We, we really love each other. I think that's the most important part. I think this is the first band where... I truly love these guys, and uh, they love me back, and each other, and everything. So this is the perfect combination of no jealousy, um, no hard feelings against each other. Whatever happens, oh, actually, so you mean you met? But I thought you said you met this guy at work. Yeah. Oh, but it, devel- it, it developed into a into a group. Okay. You can meet guys anywhere who are sure, sure, kind. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> you don't have. It's hard to grow up with everybody. <laughs> okay. okay, but once you found them, once the connection was made, this is a very solid band, Mert. Yeah, kind of, kind of like them. Yeah. And Mert, what's it mean in Hungarian? It means because. Ah, okay. I had a project with uh, brother Sam in England called "cuz," which is kind of a, uh, a slang version of that word. Yeah, yeah. We, got, we got a joke over here. Why does a dog lick his balls? Why? Just because? Because he can. Yeah. (laughs) Here, I want to play Afterlife.
strange, sir. I don't have any recollection of that at all. Mr. Grady, you were the caretaker here. I'm sorry to differ with you, sir. written by the, the Robert the, the Robert Chanson of the Blues the Robert Chanson of Poetry the, the, the Shakespeare of the Blues Robert Chanson, he died when he was about 22 he was probably poisoned some say he was stabbed to death nevertheless uh, he left behind uh, very few recordings that are like definitive I mean there's nothing nothing to touch him nobody can play like him 
Neither can I, but I like this song.
Plot for Pedro show. Yeah, that's the fifth part, huh? Afterlife, Project Daywalker, then Levo, brand new, Caretaker 2019, South London, Levo. Peter Lochner from the old Cleveland scene, Me and the Devil Blues, oh, Robert Johnson, uh, him on the slide, Barry Burko, Ben out Tel Aviv, Primo Cut, Dan Klukas, uh, sorry, Dan, trumpet man from here in SoCal, Jeb Bishop, Damon Smith, Matt Crane, Damon Smith now in St. Louis, uh, with condition reports from their new live album. Thorn Friends out of Austin with Mouse Mouse. Chris Burns out of Canada with Mental Mood. And then the sixth part. Maybe it's the seventh part. Uh, <laughs> I think I lost count. But Ocean, which is kind of trippy for Hungry because there's not a lot of ocean. Yes, indeed. And that's uh, also the reason. Yeah, I mean, you can write songs about Mars and never been to Mars before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, there's some beautiful lakes and stuff. And rivers, right? The Danube goes through. The big the big baby. Yes. You guys don't call it... What do you call it? The Danube? Uh, we call it the uh, Duna. Oh, Duna. Like the German guy. Yeah. Okay. It's almost like do not, but it's like... Yeah, like Duna. the Germans. Ah, because Austrian and Hungary used to be together. Ah. I'm learning my... Uh, more or less. It was like yeah, a, a kind a, of a arrange, uh, wrong. <laughs> an arrangement that didn't work out after a while. But, it, uh, yeah, interesting about cultures together. Uh, now, uh, how long did it take to get this baby go, uh, all done, all ten of the pieces? I think it was one and a half months, something like that, because we met on a regular basis, and, and when right, Barney right. gets going, he just sends you songs like a crazy person. Like he ah, sent so me. He, he would send you the music, and then you would put yes. the words to it. Okay, okay, yes. okay, okay. So in a way, he he gave you more music than you could write for. You had to like hu uh, hustle. Well, I I got to the cherry pick a bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, great, great. Uh, and and what you do it on? Did you use a like a software like Logic or something like this? Oh, we did it on Cubase. Cubase, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. So on a crap top and uh, see, I, I tell people this, man. Almost anybody can make albums now. That's not the problem. In the old days, that used to be a huge problem, just having the money to do this. Mm -hmm. So now, what we're short of is ideas. <laughs> yeah, we we got plenty of ideas. Like oh, uh, I know this that. was a. We are working on the second album right now, so... Whoa, okay. But hold on, because we're at the end of the second hour. <laughs> June 29, 2020. Dishwap Pedro Show, special guest, Gabor and Bora. Hold tight for hour three. June 29, 2020. It's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro Show.
Thank you.
show third hour started off with hum coming from project daywalker uh no it, it it's the eighth song so the last one was seven uh, and uh gabor enlightened me of the fact this is kind of about death because in the u.s i was relating to him about f- football in high school and shit like this so it's good to you know it's got a little more substance <laughs> then we had solo jesus with six foot from my baby cosmic joke Nice crane up in Idaho. Everyone was there. Live backyard. Another live stuff. He gave me a tape of Minutemen doing maybe partying. Well, song off Double Nickels. And then there was Crash. Well, usually you have the crash before you die, right? But here it's after. Uh, now you're talking about second record. Yeah, we are working on it at this point. Um, we just can't stop, apparently. Um, so, well, we still have... Why I brought that up was what you set out to do with this first project, you think it was... We did not have... I'm oh, sorry for that. You think it was success? Uh, we did not show it to many people yet. Um, I mean, we wanted to show it after you presented in your show. Well, I mean, we I, wanted... No, I mean success in your own minds. Yeah, of course you can ask people, but you know sometimes you have to not care what they fucking think. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't mind success, but we have day jobs, both of us. So we are just doing this out of passion and because we have something to say, and we need to say this. I that, mean, we can't really keep it in. That's why I asked you. Do you think it was a success on on those terms, not on the the popular acceptance, but like you set out to make this proj and you realized yeah. it. And I think my my uh, hint, my my guess, since you're going to want to make a second one, you like doing this one. We love doing this. Yeah. I mean, this is nothing else I love more than this. Different than Mert. Uh, way different, and uh, many uh, concert goers who are following Mert for the past five years and come to all the gigs. Uh, some of them, they even said that they prefer this to Mert. Which surprised me, but I, I'm happy for it. Now, now, how do you? It's different things, right? They're two different bands or two different projects, right? Completely yeah, different yeah. sounds, different lyrics. You just tell, you just share member members, so uh, yes, yes, yeah. And, and you know, I think that's what real life is about—taking turns. You know, mm-hmm. I I, I want to play the last piece outro here.
Pedro Show. Last music for this edition. We had an outro from Project Daywalker, and this was the final part of this. Now, uh, Gabor, Bora, you guys, I mean, this thing was called the Project Daywalker. When you make the second one, is it going to have the same name? Yeah, because we're not very good at, you know, finding names, really. Because okay. uh, Barney, he started off this project alone. You have to remember, he just called it Daywalker. But if you Google Daywalker, you, you will find many other references. Like uh, you find uh, the Vampire Blade, you will find some other th- other stories. But nobody ever thought of Project Daywalker, and since it was a project, we just put it in front, and you know the search engine optimization just uh, works with this first find. You mean you actually worry about what the fucking Google? <laughs> well, because. In the past, I yeah. got all these criticism about my band names, and uh, mainly that nobody's able to find them, especially transvestite, Pradelian worship experience. I was like, uh, yeah, let's go with something that people can actually find. Maybe it helps. But you don't want it too common, because <laughs> then there's too many duplicate uh, other meanings. No, I, I don't believe that this will be any, any huge success as it is. But there was somebody already called Daywalker. That's why you called it Project Daywalker. Yeah, but it's mostly a different project. I, I just didn't want uh, to have it mixed up. Since uh, if you uh, Google Mert, for example, you will find a Turkish rapper. And um, you, it's not very good to com- be confused with Turkish rap if you're a Hungarian metal band. People get confused. <clears throat> yeah, but whose fault is that? I mean... Maybe that's just coincidence of life. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, many people do follow the Turkish rapper. Not many follow us. So, yeah, that's the problem. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, it's always a dilemma to come up with a name. Yeah. Right? It's always a dilemma. And uh, some people very lucky. Some people not so lucky. 
<laughs> Indeed. I I usually uh, when I'm the shot caller, I put my own name in the band, so you know who to blame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm 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 more like a person who's not you know pushing himself in front, and Barney is is the same. So we were just thinking about having this quite solid and just show it to our friends. Like I consider you a friend, as you can see, and uh, yeah, well, it it went pretty pretty high because uh, it, it's called uh, lower ex- expectations. But uh, still, we had no expectations. If, if you if and, you keep your expectations low, you won't be disappointed. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's that's the thing. But it does sound. I have to say, good boy. It sounds like you guys tried very hard on this. Oh, we we try to experiment a lot uh, yeah, with yeah. Uh, my vocal capabilities. Uh, I wasn't sure if I can do this at all. Uh, then Barney played all these instruments. He he just purchased a guitar, a piano, a synth, just for this. He didn't have those instruments before. But I just, thought he I thought he was a guitar. Uh, well, not anymore because he was a drummer for the past ten years or something. Oh, so he got so rid of that guitar. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Okay. He sold his. Okay. Luckily, he didn't lose his playing ability, though. Uh, he gained a lot more. <laughs> I gotta tell you, all, you know, you can't even tell it's one guy, you know, like Prince or Dave Grohl, you know, the, uh, <laughs> or, or Stevie Wonder did it too, right? Intervision yes. and stuff. And you know, uh, the process usually was the drums. So, tell me about the process with Bora. Uh, how he started to record his musical pieces? Yeah. Hogy vetted fel a zenét? Mivel kezdtél? Mi volt az első? A Brittle Bones témája. A dobbal indítasz, vagy a gitárt? Először, először mindig a gitárt veszem föl, és akkor utána játszom föl a basszust, harmadjára a dobot, és akkor később pedig rájátszom a szemplereket, vagy szintetizátort, mm-hmm. és akkor utána pedig a Gábor felénekli. So it, it surprises me, but he starts with the guitar, okay. and then the bass, and only the third is the drums. So, and pro- then also, so I'm guessing there was probably a click track. Yeah, well, um, it's mostly um, some riff that is it's in his mind, more or less, and he starts playing it until... Okay, the, he, the, 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 riff, the riff kind of serves as a click track. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Because somebody's got to be kind of the boss, right, of the, of the beat. Well, that's him in one person. He's he's the yeah, band. Yeah, I understand that. But when he starts piling on the stuff, you know, so he can hear the beat. That's what I'm saying. I'm just yeah, interested he... in this idea of being a one man band. I, I, you know, I know some people have done this, and it, it's very interesting. And I, I have a big respect, big respect. Now, do you guys have an idea of a concept? Like the concept of this one, obviously, was a situation with the COVID nineteen, right? The concept was more like. Um life um it's it sounds generic but we are both uh, the same age uh we are uh, closing 40 right now and this is pretty much like you know the middle of the journey at this point and uh or even you know rather than more of the b side of the cassette but what happens is um we have to look back at at our life and uh, count our blessings and uh you know, consider our failures, if there's any chance to change, if there's any bright future or, or, or just, you know, 
go away and perish and you know, accept our fate. I don't know. It's it's all about uh, life, death, generic topics, but with prettier words. It sounds like midlife crisis, but midlife is usually fifties. Okay, then I'm I'm too too mature, maybe. <laughs> No, I'm already good, there. Good board, don't worry. You are what you are. It's all right. There's no yardstick. You guys are doing great. And I'm, I'm just curious about, So it's, okay, so you tackled the idea of life with this first proj. The second proj, what do you think you're going to dive into? Not sure yet, because uh, the sound of the following uh, record will be more gloomy, uh, I find. And uh, the guitars are heavier there. Okay. So as as much as we did right now, it turns into anger, probably, uh, because this record is really chilled, I find. But, um, well, whatever we feel like at the at the week that we record the songs, really, because we don't mess around with that very, very long. So when he sends me the songs, it's normally around Tuesday. I send him the lyrics by Wednesday, and then we just uh, gather around Thursday, Friday, and we record a song, and that's it. That's one song. So uh, the process is very quick. Good. And we don't, yeah, we don't like to think about it very much. Well, I can't wait till the next one. Will you guys both come back on the show when you have it done? It's, it's, been, it's been a pleasure this time, and, and we hope that we can next time as well. Well, I'm, I'm making you the invite right here, Gabor. Bora. Thank you so much. It's, it's, it's an honor, Mr. Yeah. Watt. Right back, right back. Been the June 29, 2020 edition of Pedro Show. Keep your... Powder dry.